recorded how's everybody doing my name is augie with sorry <laughs> that one threw me off i normally there's only one all right the there was another no. one there and i don't know where that came from <laughs> the meeting being recorded part yeah i like the fact that it gave me the option just to leave it's like yo if you want to dip out you could just get out of this thing right now <laughs> yeah out. normally i only ever hear one of those but i heard both of them and it like really threw me off. <laughs> maybe it's because he had two of me in this meeting at first maybe so. maybe <laughs> But anyway, let me retry that. How's everybody going? My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with my co-host. Adam, hello. And we have the, back again, we have Brandon Callum from American Standards. Yeah, boy. Yes, who's back? Yes, back who's again. back? <laughs> Hell it's yeah. Only, I mean, it's been like, what, two months maybe? But it feels like it's been an eternity. For I know, reason. man. <laughs> Too long. I was like looking through like because like, I have been keeping up with it. I know you guys have been doing like the recaps and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I was like, there's really only like six episodes in between this or something. Last time I was yeah. on. Yeah, we're trying to do something different. We're trying to figure out a way to market ourselves, like we talked about last time. So, <laughs> well, so. I will tell you, we missed uh, we missed the boat on last time. Like funeral smiles was a cool name for the episode and the playlist and everything. Um, actually so cool that someone actually reached out to me on uh, Facebook after and they asked me if they could use that for like they're starting like a screamo band or something oh nice like, do you mind if I, I use that name I'm like no absolutely because the whole point was like I, I like that name I just know that we're never going to use it you know yeah but uh, we really gotta have more like buzzword like clickbaity type titles for these episodes you know mm-hmm. yeah so, like we could have just played off that Ryan Gosling bit and just said it was like Ryan Gosling's playlist or something. <laughs> that way someone would have just been like searching Ryan Gosling on Spotify for some fucking weird reason. Right. So like, okay. So like Bro, Ryan so... Gosling's when we were young playlist or something. Yeah. My, uh, my wife. So all the little like, uh, anime playlists, like you can just name it like any anime character. Right. And like, I don't know. We've been watching Dragon Ball, so like Goku's favorite songs, right? Like they get so many fucking followers. It's ridiculous, yeah. dude. <laughs> you know what like artists are doing right now is they're actually naming their songs based on like other popular artists. Like the song name is a popular artist name. Like they've got that one artist and like their song name is like Billie Eilish and it's like a top 40 song. Oh, but yeah, yeah, looking yeah. up Billie Eilish, it comes up before fucking Billie Eilish. Yeah. You know what <laughs> so, I think is a genius name is, is, uh, it's the emo band, Michael Sarah Palin. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that. And it's like Sarah, like C E R A. So it's spelled like yeah. Michael Sarah, but then they added Palin. I love that band name. I, That's I think hilarious. it's fucking great. That's a little bit of uh, like the chariot, like really a mm-hmm. lot of those bands from that 2005 time frame that right. were just like putting like spins on people's names and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
You know what? That's a lot like that we don't really get a lot. I think we've talked about it maybe one time on this show. It's like SEO for band names. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, our, sure. ours, is a, ours is both uh, horrible and great at the same time. Yeah, I'm because, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably told you last time, but man, I, we get tagged at least a couple times a week on someone that's trying to tag like the toilet company, right? Yeah. <laughs> so just awesome. like just replace my new toilet and then they'll tag like American standards and then we'll like repost them like, God, oh, looks great, man. But, um, <laughs> but equally, if you're trying to Google us, Good work. depending on how active we are at the time, like we might be in that first page of results or you might be getting a toilet first. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. It's I know. Yeah, I think there was a one band called sports period. We were interviewing the safest ledge and they were like, I think their uh, SEO is like, the worst <laughs> oh yeah sports yeah yeah sports <laughs> with a period when, yeah that's when all the bands resort to putting like um sports band official or something like that yeah, like yeah. That sports stuff, yeah. tx yeah yeah sports is a cult like i felt like every band was trying to be a cult for a while so they'd say something like i know single mothers was doing that big time for a while single mothers cult and wow. all these other bands following nice. that trend yeah. Did uh the Ned man, I forget I can't forget the name of the band. Um the Ned Flame. Oakley Doakley. Oakley Doakley, dude. Yeah. How could they, you? I'm sorry. <laughs> did they play their, <laughs> that was their last show, right? That was their last show we just oh, did. It was uh, for the Guinness Book of World Records, and they're trying to get the most people dressed up as Ned Flanders did or the Simpsons it? character in one room. So the funny thing is, so apparently there was like some type of like conflict or breakdown in communication, and they didn't get the person from the uh, World Record Guinness World, world oh. Records out. So what they had to do in its place, but they had to photograph every person, so basically as proof that they were in the room. But to make it even more complicated, obviously anybody can take a picture of themselves in any room and yeah. sound like they're in the same room. So they got this big old, like essentially a scrim, like a photo booth scrim uh, that said like Oakley Doakley Nile Theater with the date on it. And then everybody was taking pictures of this photo booth. So that show was insane. Like the, the Nile Theater is a huge place. I probably hold about I don't know, 800 to 1,000 people or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jam packed front to back. Neds. Of people if not, <laughs> were more dressed up as like yeah ned flanders or something and i swear to god their merch booth and that photo booth from the second doors open to like three hours later never stopped the line was just completely solid this for a long time let alone local band to get everybody to buy into dressing up like that right it was a uh, it was really cool you know what? what a way to go out man that's awesome yeah yeah, I, I think I made great. the joke on the stage, like, man, you, you guys are probably going to convince them into sticking around when they're selling t-shirts for 35 bucks a pop and the line hasn't stopped for three hours. Right? Golly, man. <laughs> and we, we were just kidding. We're not breaking out. <laughs> yeah, for real. Psych. Yeah, that's Here cool. we are, like, trying to push $10 t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. man, that's cool. That's really yeah, cool. Did y'all open up for that show? or? Uh, we actually played – so there's only three bands. So the, the first band played um, – and uh, and then we're right in the middle there. Their the first band was called Snail Mate. They're really fucking weird, like hip hop, screamo, punk rock. I don't I don't even know how you classify it, but it's really high energy. It's, it's cool stuff. So they opened up, and we played. And Oakley Oakley played for like an hour and a half with like five on course. Oh my god, that's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. It's wild, man. They, and the, the fact that that was all done is like a joke. Like they initially just took a picture dressed up as Ned Flanders. The internet, like, they didn't have any music recorded. The internet just took it and ran with it. 
And now they've turned it into like a five year selling out every show they play thing. I remember the meme that went viral. Yeah. I don't know if it was, I don't remember what it was, but like, I don't know if they were a band at that point or what, but I do remember the meme. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, they were all in other bands, very talented musicians. This was just like messing around and then it blows up. And then they ended up on a Simpsons episode, which is fucking nuts, dude. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, dude. How awesome is that? But the, the nicest guys, I mean, we played their CD release show like right after all that blew up and then got to play their last show. So it's it's just like a different audience, which is really cool for us because like the majority of people were like on the other side of 40. So they don't go to shows a lot, you know, lots of them mm-hmm. brought their kids. And then it was a lot of younger people. So like most of these people aren't going to hardcore shows on the weekend, yeah. you know? Um, so seeing us is like, they're seeing us for the first time, let alone seeing a show like we put on for the first time or at least for the first time in a long time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It was just really cool, man. That's dope. That's awesome, man. Adam, did you know that Arizona doesn't have daylight savings times? I did. I didn't know that shit. I knew that. And also, isn't like <laughs> everyone else trying to get on board? Like, I wish. Yeah. Fuck, man. No, no. Like, like it's a, no, we are. Like, I don't know when yeah. it's going to happen, but they it's put like it up on like a lot of ballots something. not too long ago and a lot of places shut it down which i mean i wish everybody would just do what we're doing <laughs> but it is yeah. like i think it's Dude. us in hawaii are the only two that don't right? we're just like, like everybody else is changing their times and we're like nah we're, we're good it's pointless it like, is like right now now that it went it fell back so now it's dark at like five do like, when i get off black work, dark <laughs> so when i got off work today before i got home the sun was already like almost down yeah not long ago like you know it would stay lit up outside till like 7 30 so like in the spring when they change it again like it'd be fine if they just left it that way yeah yeah i mean that's what they're trying to do i mean it's going to end up going that way but it's got us in a lot of trouble especially like doing these like doing any kind of calling interview trying to like translate okay you just changed times what yesterday a couple days ago whatever it was um, or if we're like driving and we're going across multiple time zones oh yeah that always gets complicated because like we're making great time and then all of a sudden we're two hours behind or something. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we, yeah, and we just don't pay attention to it for the most part, unless we have to. Okay. I remember one time, uh, I think I went to Florida for vacation and we went out to eat at a restaurant and like, there's like this really weird area in Florida where the time zone is central and Eastern. Like it, it's like, there's like a line there where it just changes. Mm. I'm sure it's like that, like on most of the lines, whatever, but like somebody, our waiter, I think, or his waitress, I don't remember, but they lived like right down the road in central time zone, but they worked in eastern time zone. And I was like, dude, fuck that. So they had to leave like. <laughs> like you constantly having to do early just to get the. You imagine working in like. Working, yeah, working on the borderline of that, and like you're either saving or losing an hour. Right? Fuck um, that, man. Oh my I gosh. The reservations in Arizona, like the Indian reservations, they actually um, they observe the daylight savings time changes and everything. So you can you can be driving through Arizona, and then this stretch of like ten miles will be like changing time out of nowhere, and it goes right back. So oh wow, oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Just to make it more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. How dumb. Damn, that's nuts, man. <laughs> We're just old men talking about the weather in time zones now. Right. <laughs> Look at us. That's what happens. Oh, yeah, Look at man. us, guys. Look, it's all right. Man. It's, it's almost past my bedtime. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, American Standards, when, when this episode comes out, y'all will have dropped um, 
the dealer music video and song off of y'all's upcoming EP. Yep. Yeah, we're doing a premiere for that on uh, December, very likely December 1st. It goes on all the streaming services on December 2nd, and it's going to be the first of three singles that come out from the EP. Um, first one, like you said, the dealer is going to have a music video for it, which I think I sent to you. If not, I'm yes, get that you did. We watched it. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And then, uh, the second one's going to be like an audio only single. And then the third one's going to have a music video too. Um, and those are going to be spaced out like, I think four weeks apart or something like that. Okay. Okay. What's, what is the, the name of the EP? It's going to, it's called a dopamine dealer. Dopamine dealer. And how many songs are going to be on it? Just Total. three. We're just doing just yeah, three, three, okay. three singles and basically stringing them apart and then putting them together as one. Yeah. Got you. Got you. That's awesome, man. So we have already heard all the singles as well. And fucking A, man. Yep. <laughs> this, this has been a long time coming, man. I, I can't think of any time over the last decade plus or even in any band I've done before this where we've sat on music for so long. Like we've yeah. never been the band that like a lot of bands do this. They record and then like they drop it the next week with like a Facebook post and no one ever knows it happens. You know, we've yeah. always given it some time, but like we literally recorded these songs 10 months ago, I think. Damn. Wow. Um, we've made some tweaks to them and the time is actually, it's made them better, but also been given us like that option paralysis where yeah. like I sit there, I'm like, all right, I can go back in and retract this, or I've got this idea to put it here and there, which some of that's made it better. Some of it's just tweaking it to oblivion, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know, like, if so my my wife draws and she's mm-hmm. like, something about whenever you finish a picture, you have to put it down is like for a couple hours and then go back to it and look at it. Is it like the same way with music? Whenever you write something, kind of step away from it a little bit and then come back to it? Or it's, uh, I think it's made this better. It's made it stronger because it, Typically, we're like on the clock when we record, you know, if we yeah. go to a studio, um, we've got a very finite time, especially if it's like out of town, like when we're recording in California. So it's like you've got an eight hour drive. You've only got the weekend booked or you've got four or five days booked, whatever it is. So you've just got to get it done. You know, there's yeah, no other yeah, option. Yeah. So after a decade of being in a band, now we're recording at home. We're not, not at, our, at our home, but we're recording back in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the person that we're recording with really gets our style we can go in there and tweak stuff he's not like charging us per hour it's one price for it and maybe that's working in his worst interest because <laughs> we get really nitpicky <laughs> yeah. with stuff but yeah no i think it's made it made it better for us made it a lot easier made it um, more enjoyable for sure <laughs> yeah because i look back at some stuff i'm like you know i would have went back and changed this if i would have had that opportunity yeah for sure so the the first one, the dealer, the music video for it, I really enjoy. We we can talk about that one like in depth because this will be out. Oh yeah, yeah. After that, so but the the dealer, I really enjoy. Like I noticed for a long time now, bands have just been. I'm assuming just to get a visual out, it's just them playing their instruments in different locations. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. when yeah, a music video easy. actually has like something going on and other than that it's really cool personally for me yeah you know this one was weird because um we were actually right on the cusp of recording the video uh, for the dealer and we were gonna diy it and i had a what i think is a hilarious idea and we might use it so i want to tell you right now <laughs> but we had this idea to basically do it ourselves and the bit like the concept of the video was us the fact that we were going to doing it ourselves and um 
we're going to kind of the concept without going into the storyline was we were going to have everybody record the footage on their phone. So we're going to have like a big group of people come out like it's a show recorded on their phones, give them a Dropbox link, everybody puts it in the Dropbox and then we make that the video. Uh, and then we had the storyline going to be bingled in between that. Yeah. Um, and like a week before we we're getting ready to do that, we came across this guy that just moved from Florida and he, uh, he is looking for a band in Arizona to film. He went to film school and everything. And he basically wanted to get his feet wet in Arizona to show that he could do it to build like, you know, his portfolio and so forth. So we started talking to him and he was really into our stuff. And he's, his name's Kyle Sanchez. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll record you guys. You guys can take as much time you need. I can do it as quickly as you need it. Like, let's, let's go. So I pitched him like four or five different concepts. Uh, the concept for this one, he really gravitated towards and uh, the big thing for him is I told him, especially when you're doing like a storyline, like for us, I feel like our storylines always become drastically different than what we pitch. Yeah. But my biggest thing is like, it's either got to be so self-aware and corny and cheesy and fun, like purposefully, or it's got to be done so subtly and like, well put together that it's not funny because like we're trying so hard and it's, you know, just like yeah. cheesy and corny. So mm-hmm. it either has to go one, one or a, the other direction. So this one is like subtly was absolutely the key on it. Like there's a concept that we wanted to push forth on it. We just wanted to be really subtle with it. And the first um, rendering they sent of it, it was so subtle that when I showed a few people, they, they didn't even catch a lot of the concept of what's going on in the story. Like the, uh, the figure that's following the guy, yeah, they right. didn't even catch the fact that he's like in almost every scene. Um, yeah. And even as I watch it more, because we filmed so much that we didn't put in it, He's in more scenes than I even realized. It was in. Um, <laughs> I've so, watched so it. We were so subtle that it like it didn't feed over or read at all. So we had to go back and edit some more of it in there. Yeah, I watched it twice, and I, uh, I've I saw him a few times, but yeah, I have to go back and watch it again and, and yeah. see how many times I'm I can gonna, spot him. I'm gonna watch it in in great detail. Right, um, yeah. counter man, somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. gonna make it a drinking game, man. Every right. Time <laughs> And that's the thing is just, I just want to be like, so we actually, the very first scene of that, when um, main character's talking to like a psychiatrist um, and he says, I, I see this figure behind me at the edge of every light. That's kind of a callback to a, a song that we have on anti-melody called Cancer Eater. And uh, that's the first line of that song. So that was kind of to feed into, okay, I know there's something I'm supposed to be looking for here, but after you see it once, the goal was, okay, I want to go back and watch it again and see how many times we can see it. Like I said, when we got that first mix, if you didn't even know it was there at all, it's like you wouldn't want to go back and see it again. So going back through with a second look, you'll see like there's a lot of times you'll just see the shadow in the background or you'll see a hand across the screen. Or even when we're playing, there's a couple of times that he's like behind the amplifier or standing by the drum set or you just see like a shoulder that's kind of blurring the scene. Mm. So it's like it's always there, but it's there very subtly and more increasingly so as it goes. That's awesome. That's I, yeah. I didn't notice that at all. I have to go back and watch it. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah we, just, we just try to do all these like callbacks and like, there's a lot of references and a lot of um, visuals that are like callbacks to old songs, even the main character, for example. Um, and this is all nerdy stuff that no one will ever know unless they're listening <laughs> to this podcast. The main character is actually in our writer's block party music video, which was a video where they're at the um, uh, open mic. So he's just one of the characters that's drinking coffee at the open mic. And so we wanted to make these really subtle things that realistically no one's going to find out except for the few people that dig into it. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's really cool, man. That's awesome. 
Yeah. yeah. You have them need to find out who your diehards are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody. Right. Us, but, uh, <laughs> but it was fun for us. And then also just the concept, like we, when we were talking to, uh, to the guy that was mixing it for us, we, we told Kyle, like, we didn't want to just have this, like, like you said, a lot of bands are just doing live videos or a lot of bands are doing, they've got the, the light tubes behind them. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. just got a strobe on it nonstop and it's flashing so quick that like, it looks super chaotic, which makes sense for us. We wanted to try something that seemed different, which is very white, very big, very open stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which is very different than a lot of bands like us are doing and not different in general for every band, just like our style, you don't expect that. And whether it feeds or not, it's just like, we, we didn't want to be that band playing in the desert or in the interior sure. house, you know? Yeah, for sure. So is there like an overarching theme, like, I read the lyrics. They're they're really good. And then you know, with the album, uh, with the album, with the um, name of the EP, um, is there like a is it like concept or themed? Uh, loosely, I almost feel like Corey and I were talking about this actually on our podcast a couple of days ago about uh-huh. how like unintentionally, almost our band from beginning to end, from like when we started in two thousand eleven to now, all the songs kind of have a lot of similar through lines and a lot of similar concepts. Even right. the songs that Corey more heavily wrote than I did and vice versa, they, they just kind of follow a lot of stuff. So this this song, the album title, and I, I would even venture to say the other two songs, um, which the, all kind of follow along the similar th- thought of, I guess, overcoming, uh, overcoming your past is a huge thing. Just per- persistence and perseverance through tra- challenges is our big thing. And then yeah. fighting your own self-doubt is huge too. And I think specifically the dealer is very much about self-doubt um, following you and preventing you from doing the things that you want to do because you don't think you're good enough or you don't think you were set up in a way to do so, whether it be just yourself or I guess other people, your perception of other people pushing that on you. Bro, self-doubt is is tough because like anytime you hear anyone think, Oh, I'm going to start a YouTube or I'm going to start a, I'd like to do a podcast or I'd like to go try this. The immediate next thing they say is usually something negative about themselves. They'll say, I'm just not interesting enough. Or, you know, no one would want to watch me work out. You know, what do I know? It's like, dude, like that right there is mostly what's holding you back. Just like, you'd be surprised, man, the stuff I see online and how many views people have, like, there's just people like just literally eating and they have like millions of views right you know the idea of i'll do it tomorrow is like the worst thing right because when you say you'll do it tomorrow you'll put it off till tomorrow and you'll put it off till tomorrow and you'll just never get to it and that's why like up at the top when we were just talking i think that might have not even been when we started recording was like you guys are being consistent putting out the podcast and that's that's the hard part right there is just being yeah. consistent because it's it easy is. to see like a dip in numbers or to be like, well, I've got this other thing to do and, and those will just pile up real quickly. And then you'll just see it fall off the face of the earth. Like yeah. I would say the majority of bands and the majority of podcasts and really almost anything creative gets squashed in the first year. And yeah. when you think of that, it's like, what happened? What would happen and how great would it be if this person would have just made a little bit longer, you know? Yep. get it past that hill to there's, the next time yeah there's definitely ebbs and flows and then there's you know ebbs and flows peaks and valleys like there's one point you know you can see all your little outreach percentages and they're all like through the roof obviously and then you see them dip and obviously not every episode is going to be a hitter so 
um, once you kind of realize that and just keep persevering, you'll, you'll see the growth as long as you're putting in the effort, it's, you'll see it. It's crazy. Like the hard part for me isn't the consistency, which it's, it's so weird. Cause I, I enjoy doing these so much that it doesn't really, it's not really that hard to, yeah. like I enjoy talking to people about music because I enjoy music. Right. right. And I enjoy re- editing these and stuff like that just because it's like learning a new skill. The hardest part for me is like, and and this is where I like struggle with self-doubt a lot is like just the advertising part because I have to put myself out there. Like if I want to advertise this episode, I have to talk about it, right? (laughs) That's the hardest fucking part is like advertising myself because Mm -hmm. it's it's just like you said, it's like self-doubt. Yeah. You know, like I can talk to you a hell of a lot easier than I can make a Facebook post or a TikTok with my face in it or my voice in it or whatever, because I, that, that's where the self-doubt kicks in. And, I, and it's like, well, who the fuck cares about like me, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, why, why would anybody want to listen to me uh, advertise this thing? You know, like, I don't yeah, know. No, that's like the hardest part. Yeah, dude. I, I'll, I'll sit there with like a picture that I'm going to post on the, the band Instagram or like a tweet or something like that. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll let it sit there for a while and be like, ah, I've got nothing to say here. Or like, right. who cares? Like, who cares, you know? Bro, if I had a dollar so. for every deleted fucking social media post, that'd be a rich <laughs> motherfucker, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But and yeah, that's but, like... I mean, you guys are being consistent. You guys are out there doing it. And and that's that's the hard part, man. And I do, I do yeah. really truly think of all the people that if they would just jump in, how much more great stuff we would have. Or if they yeah. would just stick to it a little bit longer, how much great stuff we would actually have. How's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You like that? How do we do it? You like that? All right. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> uh, so everybody always asks us, uh, where do we find these playlists that we make on this show? And we find them on, you can just follow us on Spotify at VIP, uh, L-A-Y-L-I-S-T. And I'll also leave links on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find all the playlists there as well. I have a link tree, and that at is V-I-P-L-A-Y-L-I-S-T-P-O-D, all one word. And that's where you find these things at. So, Yep. So no more complaining. Yeah. And I told uh, you. you go find them. Find you. Go, <laughs> go find them. Go listen to them. Give us feedback, please. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, because we love you and that would be the coolest thing ever Um, subscribe subscribe and follow I feel like that's a YouTube thing but no do it either anyway yeah 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 if you can't find the button I don't know Uh, you're not trying hard enough DM me yeah um, leave us a review that'd be really cool and then go follow us on our socials and on Spotify to keep up with the playlist thank you You know, I saw, I saw this video the other day on TikTok and I, and I was like, I was so baffled at how accurate it was. And it was this, uh, is a teacher and he was doing this, um, experiment with his students. And he basically, it was one of those, like, uh, if I, do, do you want me to give you a dollar or do you want me to double it and get to somebody else's videos? Right. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing this with his teacher. Right? He's like that video got like 35 million views or some shit in like three days. And the teacher was talking about it. And he was like, this video took me 12 minutes to record. It was all staged. And literally, it was the craziest shit because I completely agree with what he said. He said that 
if you can't succeed on the internet with being yourself, then be somebody else, right? But that wasn't the moral of the story. The moral of the story is basically that people steal content from other people constantly. Yeah. And yeah. they get like shit tons of views on it, right? For stolen content. Like like he basically he was saying that if you're if you're if you want to be genuine, it's going to take you longer to grow. But it is more um what's that word I'm looking for? Fulfilling? Yes. It's more fulfilling doing it that way. Yeah. Than just you know, if you're, he's like, if you're doing it sim- just for the views, that's it. That's the only reason you're doing it. Then oh, feel you're free to like, nuts. Yeah, feel free to like steal whatever content you want. But if you're doing this to like actually do something, you know, to be genuine and it, it's going to take a hell of a lot longer. And that's yeah. the thing is like, I, I've seen a lot of, there's a lot of podcasts and like a lot of like, look at like a local band smoke out. I don't know if you've seen that shit. Yeah, yeah we've actually been on there a couple of times. Yeah, dude's awesome, man. But he... You know, the I, I didn't want and the California one. Yeah. I didn't realize he's been doing this for like over five fucking years and he's wow. just now within the last year seeing success. Yeah. So, I mean, it just takes a long time when you're, when you're being a like genuine individual, you know? And not- yeah. I can't, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but just, uh, this speaks to the longevity because if we wanted to like as a band or as a podcast, like follow what's trending right now, you're already a step behind. So you yeah. might get some residual from what's popular right now. Yeah. But the truth is those people are already a step ahead of you. So any residual you get, they're going to fall off or they're just going to chase the next thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, doing something different and carving your own path, you're going to, you know, as a band play a lot of shows or as a podcast, play a lot of episodes that people don't get or they don't, it doesn't pick up right away. Yeah. But if you just keep doing it over time, the people that you do find are going to be people that are finding it for the first time, that are excited mm-hmm. about it, that stick with you for a while. And yeah. I look at like, we just played the show in Tucson on a Saturday and it was, um, it was a reunion show for this band called Gat Rot. They put out their first album in 95 and here <laughs> they are guys in their fifties playing hardcore on stage. They sold out club Congress, which is a huge fucking venue. And I can't tell you how many people I saw from the Arizona music scene that I haven't seen in five, 10, 15 years. They all came out or super excited. Like it was just such a, such a cool thing to be like, okay, these guys are still doing it from all those years later. And everybody is just as excited about it as they were back in like the nineties, man. Um, Just super cool to see that. Like, cause they just stuck to it. They never, they never changed their message. They never changed their sound. They've been doing it the whole time and they've been consistent at it. They did obviously have a little gap. COVID's a big piece of that, but also, a yeah. stuff. but, uh, but coming back twice as strong and people loving it, man. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. We're longevity, man. We're in it. it me and Adam, you know, we're just going to talk to whoever wants to talk and release whatever. Yeah, I mean, how long have we been doing this? All these, um, like together. Together. We released our first, actually. So I released coming back. My first episode I released June second. The week after that was mine and your first episode together. Yeah, dude, we haven't even been doing this for like half a year, so we're still mm-hmm. figuring it out as a pair. Yeah, and dude, we don't even know what we don't know. Like, yeah, what it's gonna be like in a year. Like, who yeah. we're gonna be talking to, what we're gonna be talking about. Um, exactly. Yeah, we're yeah. learning, bro. 
Yeah, I would. I would and, like uh, to do. I know videos, video podcasting is like blowing yeah. up right now because like TikTok. So I do want to get like some cameras. You know, just like upgrade the show a little bit, just like little upgrades here and there. Yeah, for sure. Which I think that's with everything. You know, you don't play the same guitar for for every song every album you know you kind of upgrade spend a little more extra money here and there on your equipment and shit like that so even a half a year man i bet you uh most podcasts so if you just looked at the apple store or whatever you're listening to your podcast at most podcasts probably have one or two episodes yeah and then they fall off the face of the earth <laughs> yeah dude, yeah it's crazy man it's it's insane like it, you know i've heard a lot of stuff like and and that's kind of where, where i'm at right now is like i i used to get like i don't know i like I used to just post like random shit every day and stuff like that, but it's not really fulfilling to get, you know, 10,000 likes on one fucking post that doesn't mean shit Yeah. rather than, you know, and then when I post something that I'm actually promoting, like my podcast, I get nothing. Right. So I would rather post like my podcast shit. Yeah. And get like a few likes on that than, I don't know. It's it's more fulfilling that way, especially when you Anything get like a new marketing like. wise is going to get stumbled, get stifled by Facebook anyway. Yeah, or whatever yeah. Right. But when you get like a new like or a new comment or something like somebody who's never come across it before, that's always like the most fulfilling part. Yeah, yeah. I think the interactions, like when you post something and there's actually like discussion happening um, or opinions yeah. being voiced, like that's that's the best part for me. Yeah. And when you think of how like difficult it is for someone to say not difficult but how rare it is to see someone say something positive online oh, God, so for yeah. the people that are going out of their way to like message you or post something on your you know comment on your uh, stuff it's just like that's that's taking a big step for a lot of people that are like i especially if they don't know you personally yeah so you really gotta think of all the people that listen and enjoy it and don't say something because there's way more of that than there are yeah, people yeah. that are actually going out of their way to say something it's kind of like when you think of like reviews online, like every review you see online is primarily going to be a horrible review, right? Yeah. Unless they're getting something monetary or free for, for the good review, you're going to see mainly bad reviews online. Yeah. yeah. So when you actually see someone that wrote a, like an actual insightful review that's positive and they didn't get anything in return, that means so much more than mm-hmm. dozens of negative reviews, you know, exactly, it yeah. takes a lot to do that and they have no incentive to do it other than, being a decent person and you actually putting out something that you really enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. But yeah, I mean, I, we, we enjoy it. So, and I've, not to mention that, like, honestly, just finding so much good music is completely fucking worth it. <laughs> it really <laughs> like, is. Like, I honestly, like, I don't really care. Like I used to look at it all the time and I look at it every now and then, and I think it's cool that it's, it's growing or whatever, but uh, just, being able to find these really cool bands and shit, like new bands, old bands, you know, just, I don't know. It's cool. It's harder as you get older. Cause you just fall into what you've always, always listened to. So this, yeah. sometimes oh, this podcast or making those playlists on Spotify and stuff like that, that like forces you to look for something new, which is also very difficult as you get older. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. It's obviously nostalgia fests are the huge thing right now with, but when we're young and uh, sick new world that I think just got announced today, like yeah. all when we we're young, it's just like everybody just wants what they've heard for 20 or 30 years. You know? Yeah. Adam, how much were those tickets you said? 
Uh, GA is starting at 250, so probably 330 after fees. Was that the the new metal one? Yeah, yeah, the sick new world. And system went down and uh, Deftone. Did they not miss the biggest opportunity to spell it new as in you? That's what I. That's what I thought too. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it should be <laughs> sick new world. Maybe they built on purpose <laughs> so people would bitch about it. <laughs> hey, so I'm, I'm, I'm still gonna try to go. Okay. I do. I, I I might honestly go myself. I do think yeah. it's uh, wild that Kitty got to play both when we were young, and now they're playing this New World Festival as well. Mm-hmm. However, it is fucking wild that Kitty was put up as playing last on their stage while My Chemical Romance was playing. Oh yeah. So, like, I might have been the only one there for Kitty, which oh, I wow. did. I don't know if I told you, I did go to uh, when we were young. I was you actually going to ask you, but that. I yeah. saw it. I was yeah, actually going to so, ask you. Yeah. That. I will say all the band, none of the bands missed a note. None of the bands played any of their hit singles. And I also had tickets for Saturday, which didn't happen. So <laughs> damn, that's <laughs> no, the we part I saw, man. Yeah. We, uh, we weren't going to go. Cause I like most people, I tried to get tickets like the day of, like, I think I was actually on the link like an hour or two beforehand. It's impossible. Sold out. Yeah. So I couldn't get tickets. So I forgot about it for like a year. And then, um, literally like a week or two before, uh, we we got lucky enough to get offered VIP tickets, which are like nine hundred dollars, something I would never spend on any concert ticket ever, you know. Sure. Yeah. And we're like, all right, but free tickets, let's go. So we we drove right. out there. We were literally like on the way to the festival, and I'm looking because I did see like the night before that there were some um, like beer festivals and things getting closed down in downtown Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh shit, like a lot of wind. Well, the wind won't cancel this. There's forty thousand people here, and what twenty minutes before canceled which yeah a crowd of emos just descended upon uh, <laughs> uh the stratosphere and so much so that like the stratosphere and other casinos were telling people you can't come inside unless you've got a room key which is wild to think a casino would turn anybody away for right. anything but like forty thousand people they just couldn't contain it so every we, we tried we were actually staying right across the street from um the barbecue place where all american rejects were playing um we were like all right let's go back to there and I don't really care too much for all American rejects, but we're here and it's across the street. That line started at noon and they didn't play till 9 PM, which I'm also not standing in a line for nine hours for any right. band, especially all American rejects. Yeah. <laughs> no shade on them, but it's just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's just everything we try to get into. Like I would have loved to see the Thursday pop-up show or like class show and stuff like that. Um, the knock loose show would have been awesome, but those pop-up shows just were so packed that unless you wanted to wait for, you know, half a day in line, it just wasn't yeah. going to happen. Weren't they all free shows too? All, yeah, I think they're all free That's shows so except for, I think, the Bring Me the Horizon show. I think um, I think they charge, but, I mean, obviously, Bring Me the Horizon has a fucking huge setup and yeah. people will pay anything for them. So, yeah. So we didn't go to any shows. We went to Fremont Street, which was absolutely wild too, because it was like, if you've ever been to Fremont Street, they've got some stages out there, which normally have cover bands. Mm-hmm. But they had at this point they only had like girls like hula hooping and stuff while like emo music <laughs> played in the background and everybody sang along. So like this girl hula hooping up there is actually like crushing it just because everybody was singing along to like My Chemical Romance, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been there. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a blast. I mean, and you knew everybody was there from the show because everybody was like thirty to forty years old and still trying to fit in their hot topic clothes from their wearing vans, right? <laughs> But uh, then, yeah, about 10 p.m., they cut over to a cover band that started off with, like, Bruno Mars, and everybody just started leaving in droves. Hey, so on my birthday uh, this year, August 13th, we went to 
um we went to so adam my my lovely co-host adam bought me tickets to uh lilac kings in cicadia no not in cicadia it was animal jam an adventure and uh after that we went to there's a bar in dallas called shot topic okay i've seen that actually uh yeah like on whatever instagram videos and shit mm-hmm. yeah so we that's, went there and bro it was it was a blast dude it's a like, blast yeah <laughs> that's smart marketing right there that's yeah people, talking about marketing that's what you should what's even crazier is so they have like all these like like the back wall instead of it being alcohol it's all t-shirts Smart. and it's all like old t-shirts like invaders and Gur, right? like all the like shit that you could find in the old hot topics right right and you all can actually foil t-shirts and yeah stuff. you can actually buy those fucking shirts mm-hmm smart yep yeah <laughs> yeah super but it was cool. dope man it was dope they, like you know they have a dj up there playing all the old emo hits and yeah. uh, the you know once you know once they hit the good ones you know like the top tier ones like under and shit like that the whole bar just goes fucking nuts <laughs> yeah it's hard that's why these people that's why people will pay five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars for these tickets yeah um which so i i can't i i hate live nation with a passion don't get me wrong but like all the hate that the festival and the bands themselves were getting, especially for like it being closed, which was beyond their control. Like yeah. if you would have saw that this stage was built in 48 hours and it had these big old like lights and everything, if one of those wouldn't have flew off in the crowd, like, Oh, it's a game over. They, yeah, yeah. They did the right thing. Like the bands don't deserve any of the hate. Like yeah, hate live nation. I don't care about hating them, but like the festival right. was legit, you know, it was a legitimate reason for it to not happen, but. Yeah, but people are gonna go next year to this other. I mean, they've already got the next one with Blink One Eight Two. People are gonna go to this new metal one, and and as long as they do them, people our age will love that. Just like kids right now that are like, you know, fifteen years old are gonna have their own When We Are Young type festival that they pay five hundred bucks to. Yeah, see. yeah, absolutely, yeah. I but mean, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to go to both next year. I'm not gonna lie. Right. Festivals are really yeah. cool, though. You know, they like. I don't know, like Ozfest and all that shit. They happen like every year, and they, they're just a lot of really cool acts. Um, we went to so what, so what? Yeah. But okay, that yeah. wasn't our first time so to what? go to so what, though, was it? It was my first time. What was the one that we went to? What was that one called? Was that maybe it was probably one of the other ones that Mike puts on? Uh, or yeah. that puts on South by So What. Yeah, it was, it was uh, yeah. So I thought that so what and South by so what were the same thing. I thought he just had to drop the mm. South by. Yeah, no, it's, I mean it's the same thing. But he also puts on like a couple other festivals too. I'm trying to think of what the other one. I've only been to that was I think that was my only festival, dude. Like no, because we me. went to this was back when it was like really small. So he just did like like hardcore bands and shit like that. So I think it was like oh. the ongoing concept played. I think mainly played. There was a bunch of them, bunch of bands that, that played. Was a trees. That wasn't a festival. Oh man, there wasn't time because I remember the ongoing concept. There's a lot of bands, but I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it. A we got like completely shit faced, and then we pulled up yeah, late. We missed. It was like eleven yeah. o'clock. The show started at ten in the morning. It was eleven. We sh- we pulled up, and the ongoing concept had just they finished were packing up. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I was like, oh shit, what's up? And I was like, uh, you're from the ongoing concept. He was like, yeah, man, did you see the show? And I was like, nope, we just got here. <laughs> yeah. But I would have liked to because I love that band. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Festivals are great, man. Like, yeah. just the environment. You're all hanging out, out, usually outside, and just music's just playing. Like, what, what could you not like about it? Right. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, maybe we'll all meet up at one of these ones next year. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I will say, uh, if you don't happen to try to stay, like, for example, Stratosphere, which is right across the street from where they're doing the festivals. 
um, we got an Airbnb for like under a hundred bucks and it was like 10 minutes from the venue. It was damn perfect. It was great. Like <laughs> was, awesome. I, as opposed to when we looked at the, the prices to stay at any casino on the strip or anywhere else that was near there. Um, yeah, we saved like 10 times less money. than that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. imagine. Um, so the, let's get back to the EP dopamine dealer. <laughs> um, so the other two songs, we, we've heard them as well, but I don't know how much you can give away about those since you're releasing them so far apart. Um, I know there's a feature in one of them. I don't know if you can talk about that. Um, Yeah. And there's nothing I can't talk about. Okay, cool. I guess we're technically we're on a label. That's yeah. a thing. Um, but no, I've over. So one thing I do want to say about the dealer that I love, there is a feature in that too, which is mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea of Fairy Bones. Okay. Fairy, Fairy Bones is a very different band than us. Um, they're a little more indie pop. And yeah. I don't know if like, I don't know what they would describe themselves as, but I would say like indie pop. Um, reminds me sometimes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like she uses like this cool effect and everything, but anyway, so I've always really admired their live show cause it's so high energy, so fun to see. And it's one, once again, one of the bands I would say like, even if you're not into this, if you're at the show, you're going to have a good time. So I always wanted to get her on something and I knew for, um, the dealer, I wanted to have, uh, the song kind of based in the same song structure of this old 1950s song by Doris Day, uh, which is called Que Sera Sera. Yeah, uh, which strangely premiered on the Alfred Hitchcock movie. So like <laughs> this really uplifting sounding song on like this spooky, you know, Alfred Hitchcock movie. But um, I knew I wanted it based in that, like where it's this, this lady that's looking back at her life and basically telling her, you know, her former self or, you know, what her child, what she would tell her child and then living in the present and then like be, being old in old age and looking back in retrospect. So we were initially going to do a sound clip, but then I thought, always wanted to do something with Chelsea and she has like this cool ability to play a character when she sings. So she, uh, she came in to record it and she, she did kind of a straight take. And I said, well, we're going to kind of make it this almost like old record player kind of spooky ish sound of it. And she's like, I think I could do something that like will feed into that. And then she did a take and it was just like right in the character, exactly what we wanted. So <laughs> super, super stoked on that, on how that came out. I would say the dealer is probably most like us of these three songs. Like yeah. if you've heard American standards in the past, mm-hmm. the dealer to me is like a higher production of what we've done in the past, but still within line of it. The other two songs, which we're kind of keeping with that theme of, you know, we've got the, the dealer and then we've got the vagrant and uh, the tourist out of three songs. Uh, we've got another one, which is actually has a feature on it by Cody of the God Samaritan. And he's a local started as kind of like a spoken word type poet uh, yeah. and, and now is doing more like hip hop type of stuff, um, but still mm-hmm. mixes in the spoken word. And uh, it's a very bass driven song. And uh, it, it's actually something that uh, Corey and I do a lot of back and forth, not only Corey and I, but we actually got Chris or drummer screaming on it too. And we've got Steve <laughs> on it. Just like everybody is on this. And then on top of that, I, I had the spoken word part that's like in the bridge. And I was thinking, you know what? I'd love to have like Cody do a spoken word stuff. And uh, rather than give him the lyrics, I said, here's the concept, the lyrical themes we're going with. And uh, he, he loved the idea. And he said, I, I think I could write some stuff to this. So he wrote his part himself. He came in and rather than doing the spoken word, he did it more in his like hip hop style. Yeah. And I was in there just with him at the time. And I'm thinking, I'm going to send this to the guys and they might absolutely hate it. 
<laughs> I don't know if they're going to like this or not. And, uh, and generally like in the, you know, you send in the Facebook message, you can see when they read it. So I'm like, all right, they've read it. Got to be listening. The part's probably around here now. And, you know, five minutes later, they're like, this is awesome. This is so fucking cool. Like, yeah. They vibed on it immediately. Yeah. Which, I, yeah. That was a straight the base. Yeah. The base heaviness. I loved it. It just seemed like it was going to be a toss up. And it, 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 I think it came out great. And I do like the idea. Like we've, for me, I've always been the guy in a band that's always pushing like drum and bass type stuff. Like I just like, I find this beauty in the fact that there's so many guitar players and you can very rarely hear the bass stand out in a song, especially in heavy music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like this is just bass shines throughout the verses. I it actually love has bass, something man. that resembles oh chorus. I agree. I agree, man. Yeah, me and Adam both. We we just have like this weird. I don't know. Like every time I send Adam a song, I'm like, bro, you hear the fucking bass in that shit? Like, <laughs> bro, it's my ancestors oh, yeah. speaking right? to me. <laughs> the rhythm. Like it's I said, it's just something. There's there's a million guitarists, and it's like hard to be a really good guitarist. But to be a good bassist, you just have to be heard, really. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. <Pretty> much, yeah. <laughs> right? In metal, yeah. it's like if you do a couple lines in between stuff, or they at least let you breathe a little bit. You know, it's it's something that stands out. A lot yeah, more. it really does. And that song really uh, really stuck out to me. I mean, I don't. It was probably was the bass, but also the you say the god samaritan is the, is the name. Yep, Cody? god yeah. samaritan. Yeah. So that part really like because I, like i said I, we took a deep dive in all your music and everything like that and that one really kind of threw me for a loop but it wasn't bad it was like i was like holy shit this is mm-hmm. fucking awesome like mm-hmm. it's different man it's different yeah. it's different um the, the little tidbit in there since i've given you some tidbits on the uh the music video and stuff to look for is cody at, when we talked about like okay what do you want in exchange for this you know um i don't want to have to like come in here and do me a favor for free all he asked for was a box of Capri Suns and Capri Suns are kind of like his gimmick. For some reason, he brings boxes of Capri Suns to show and just throws them out in the crowd and stuff, <laughs> makes his mixed drinks with Capri Suns and stuff. So I bought him his, uh, you know, pot pack of Capri Sun. And right before he raps as a joke, you know, like rappers will come in with their like tagline or their name or something. <laughs> he says, all right, I'm preed up. And then he goes into his rap. So like when you listen to it again, you'll kind of hear it in the background. It's panned to one ear. It's just like, yeah, I'm preed up. And then we're like, just keep that. It's, it sounds like you're doing one of those rapper tags on a song. Right. That's hilarious. That's so funny. <laughs> Capri Suns are good. I wish they, they made are, them yeah. in like 20 ounce bottles because I drink the pouch far too fast. Too I don't know yeah, if I they think. still make them, but I know we were at one point in time for the kids. They, they had like the three packs for like oh, yeah. six bucks. It was like uh I don't know how many come in a pack. So like 12 times three, I guess. So is that for like six deal. bucks? Yeah. Maybe I was six. like, fuck oh. yeah, dude. The cheapest feature we ever uh, got. No, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> so is that's, that going to be the last feature or? That, or yeah, the that's last the last single? feature we have on this. And then um, that'll be the second single. The we second don't have a single, music okay. video for that. Yep. And then uh, currently working on the music video um, for the last song, which is the tourist which I do feel is like a little bit different too, because it's a little more hoppy for us. Like yeah. we almost kind of joked at times when uh, Corey first showed me the, uh, the main riff. I'm like, this sounds a little bit like turnstile, <laughs> just that, <laughs> that opening riff. Uh, and it just feels like hoppy and bouncy the whole time. But I, I'm, I'm super stoked about that song too. If it, anything comes to self-doubt, that song was the song. Cause I remember mm. doing like the chorus and the vocals are just a little bit different than I typically do. And just the style is a little bit different than we've done in the past. So there's a lot of times where I just thinking like, I don't know, man, I've got like, I want to retract this to oblivion. And Aaron, the guy that was tracking us just keeps saying, no, this is, this is cool. This is like, 
it doesn't sound like other stuff you've done. And it also doesn't sound like other people doing this type of stuff. Um, so even though it sounds different and you think it's bad because it's different, like you should keep it like this, see how people receive it and then go from there, you know? And we've actually, we've been playing that song, both that song and the dealer live quite a bit. Oh, right on. The vagrant, we played it once or twice live, I think so far, but I can see us going into it a little bit more. It's just for, for uh, Corey, he's kind of pulling double duty on doing a lot of vocals and playing guitar. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So we try to give him a breather, but I'm all, I'm like, for that song, I'm like, dude, you're not even playing guitar in that part. It's just bass. <laughs> that one, uh, the last one, yeah, the ending of it is very uh, Josh Goggin reminiscent. <laughs> I want to yell at the end. It's funny that you say that because I know uh, Corey always like, Corey's kind of a hater of a lot of stuff. Corey's the coolest guy in the world. Uh, <laughs> and like, he's like, he will fight for anybody to their death, but also like, he has this thing where he like he loves the chariot, but he also hates Josh Goggin to some extent. Wow. <laughs> but mainly just like little things that Josh does annoy him. And one of the things that Josh does is like hold out his yells for like a long, long time, mm-hmm. you know, a long time after the song ends. Yeah. And I did that like kind of joking a riff off of that, uh, just to see what Corey would say about it. And then we ended up keeping it. So I mean, that's, <laughs> Got him. That. that's funny. <laughs> Uh, See, he only hates well, when Josh does it, all right? <laughs> nah, he probably uh, secretly hates me, too, I'm sure. We've, we've been doing this for uh, for 12 years together. We've got this uh, uh, mutual resentment to each, to each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Natural. <laughs> oh, man. So, y'all planning on touring for this for this EP or, like, next year? Yeah, man. So, the, what we've been talking about is 2022 kind of uh, – being the year, if it's not the last year we do it, it's the last year we do it as active as we have. And that said, we want to really double down tour more than we've toured in the past. We want to put out this, obviously. Uh, we want to put out a re-release of The Still Life uh, with a few songs that were uh, put out originally as an EP before our first album, Still Life, um, but re-record those three songs and put them on The Still Life kind of as a, a re-release with some extra bonus stuff. Yeah. hopefully on vinyl, uh, which I think we've got the label to agree to that. <laughs> um, and then we want to put out another full length album. So more music than we've ever done, more touring than we've ever done, but with the intent of saying, okay, if this isn't the, the complete end, this is at least like the end of us going as hard, as consistent as we have. So if you want to see us and you see us coming through your town, like make a point to do it. Cause we might not be coming back through for quite a while, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, if y'all come through Dallas, me and Adam will definitely be there. I'll be there. Yeah, we'll for sure be through through Dallas and Texas in general. I'm sure we'll have to do like half a dozen shows or if not more just to get across Texas. But, right. <laughs> but that'll, that'll be on there. Like, honestly, like, we will for sure play everywhere that we've played before just because like we know like there's people that, especially since the pandemic, haven't been able to see us for a while um, with the exception of that last run that we did, I guess, last month or the month before. Um, but yeah, so we will for sure be in a lot of those places that we've been before and we're still hoping to get out to like the East coast and do some stuff that we haven't done or that we haven't done for a very long time too. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's the goal. But who knows? Maybe we'll have that Oakley Doakley type show where we're like, people actually do care and we'll stick around for another 10 years. Right. <laughs> that. Adam. Uh, I'm good, bro. You got it. That's it, man think so yeah well i think that's it uh oh yeah no i forgot to mention at the beginning no playlist today (laughs) 
No playlist. No, no playlist, playlist today. today. I'm uh, actually kind of glad because I realized how bad I am at remembering song names off like on a whim like that. Like yeah. I was ready to be like, all right, I'm just going to pull up Spotify. So when we talk about it, I can remember the song name, <laughs> especially as we talk about like the Chariot or like Norma Jean style song names that oh, have God, nothing yeah. to do with the actual song itself. It's like, yeah. Well, we will uh, just go check out some of the bands mentioned like Oakley Doakley and uh, yeah. the God Samaritan. You know, yeah. The, the, what was out, the, the and then, if I had a show for anybody that I've seen, like for example, when we did that sh- uh, that week of shows uh, not too long ago, one of the bands that very much impressed me is a band called Plasma Canvas out of Denver. Mm. Uh, they've got a song called Rot. It's it's punk rock. It's uh, it's not a lot, not like a lot like us, but their live show is very much like us. It's so high energy, so okay. in the crowd, so interactive. Um, but yeah, Plasma Canvas puts on a fucking gnarly show. Their music sounds oh, yeah. great. They just put out some new music recently. I was really stoked on them. So yeah. check them out. Well, hell yeah, yeah, man. That's awesome. Well, uh, we cannot wait for these songs to come out. We've already heard them, but I will definitely. You know what's funny is the the demo names. I was looking. At. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't know any of the, what the any of the songs were actually called because you sent us demo names of this <laughs> yeah uh so i'll leave you on one tidbit for that too uh, yeah <laughs> kind of embarrassing moment i owe an apology to john uh john Clara who uh who mastered this for us is um so we we recorded this uh with aaron mitchell which we recorded um our last uh single that we put out as well the pendulum podium mm-hmm. and uh we, we kind of went into it thinking we're going to do a very similar process. Like he's going to mix it. We're going to send it to John. John's going to master it. And John, if you don't know, he's the one that did like most recently, he is legend, but it's been recording. He is legend for years. Yeah. He did the first few, my chemical romance albums. I think even some of their new stuff that they came out with. So he does some really awesome stuff. Uh, so we sent him the tracks. And when I say we, I say Aaron sent him the tracks, but it still had the joke names on them. So when I sent them to you, it still had the joke names too. So when we were talking the actual names, like no one could remember what the names were. And like, he just thought they were those jokey names too, like mean biscuit or something like that. Yeah. Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I almost felt embarrassed that John had to like see that and then see how, uh, how goofy all the single track names were like the guitar tracks and the vocal tracks are all named after <laughs> our screw ups and stuff like that. Uh, Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. He went from working with these uh, legendary bands to us peasants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I gave him a nice little laugh, especially the Leap Beastie. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> that one was my favorite, I think. Which I, I think was probably because we were just like, all right, we've got a rap part in this song. So now we're Leap <laughs> <we're> Beastie. <laughs> and, and like, it's like most studios will be like, oh, yeah. Most of these will be like, you don't, we don't want to name this song one, song two, song three, because every other band has that already saved in my, you know, in my yeah. hard drive. So you got to have something that stands out and it's always almost the first thing that comes to mind, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm sure those. We didn't want to get sued out. by Fred. So if we would have put Limp Biscuit, yeah. uh, we should have got this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fred. <laughs> so if you're listening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. Well, we're excited, man, for it for these for these releases and of course to see the reception uh, i'm sure it'll be great um go out there and listen people yeah for cool. sure man thanks for having me back on guys i appreciate you man. yeah oh, thanks no for problem, joining man. us anytime, again man anytime you want to come on man just hit me up cool uh, i gotta i've gotta go see if uh if i'm uh a few dollars richer for my draft yeah, you can retire man. early oh, yeah, man. 
Yeah, if oh, you can retire well, early. I just looked at the Suns game. And it's, it's already over. I'm not retiring anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you have a good night. Uh, take these guys. You too.